Welcome to another episode of your Wild and Exposed podcast. Before we begin today's show, we have an exciting announcement from our sponsor, Precision Camera in Austin, Texas, the largest camera store between New York and L.A. Precision Camera is offering Wild and Exposed listeners a free 16 by 24 fine art print of one of your images with free shipping as well within the United States. To get this, go to our website at wildandexposed.com. On our homepage, go to the menu at the top right and go to our sponsors page. There, you'll find a quick link to Precision Camera. And once you're on their page, go to the option for a virtual consultation with one of their friendly and knowledgeable staff. They'll be more than happy to discuss and answer any questions that you might have for gear that you're interested in. At the conclusion of your visit, they'll give you a coupon code that will give you access to order this free 16 by 24 fine art print of one of your images. By supporting Precision Camera, you're also supporting your favorite podcast, Wild and Exposed. Now, on with today's show. Welcome to Wild and Exposed. Your number one adventure, nature, and outdoor photography podcast. Wild and Exposed is hosted by Mike Morrow, Ron Hayes, Jason Loftus, and Mark Raycroft. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of Wild and Exposed podcast. I've got myself, Ron Hayes, Jason Loftus coming to us from Utah, Mark Raycroft coming to us from the wilds of Canada. And then we've got Gary and Mitch Boehner, who are guests tonight on this special Father's Day edition. Okay, well, welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We're happy to be here. So Gary and Mitch, I met here probably three falls ago. Um, they are out all the time and and typically together, except when they've got one or the other of them off looking for a, a bull or a buck that they want to photograph, <laughs> then they'll split up to do a little extra scouting, but probably some of the most active photographers that, that I've had the pleasure of meeting and just two great guys. And we thought it, you know, um, would make a great show to have you guys on, especially on father's day, because you do do this together. Perfect. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you guys on. Um, the uh, the time the first time we met, you guys remember that pretty clearly, don't you? Yep, sure do. Yeah, so so we were out photographing in a in a pretty popular location in in Colorado, and and uh, I think it was Mitch that walked up to me. Yep. And and he approached me and said, "Hey, are you so and so?" And I said, "Oh yeah, yeah." And we got talking, and um and then like just like from there on, we hit it off. And Gary come walking over, and we you know introduced ourselves and stuff, and. We shot for the rest of the day, didn't we? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You know, we just we yeah. we hung out and just shot together. And there's two things that went on that on that day when we were shooting together that just you know burns in your mind about the how how we met. Yeah. And uh, one of them was we were standing there in this one location watching these bucks come together, and they looked like they were kind of getting honor with each other, and the one was gonna you know maybe pick a fight. Yep. But it just happened super quick, right? Those two bucks, they just, boom, they locked up, and it was like, oh, crap, here they go. And we all lifted our cameras up and started blasting away, and I could hear, you know, Mitch's camera just, brrr, I could hear Gary's camera, brrr, and I could hear mine go, bip, bip. that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and right. and I, had, I had ran out of memory. And this buck fight with two shots, I got two shots off. <laughs> and fortunately, those two shots ended up being okay, but still, I mean, the whole sequence was, it probably lasted for, a minute and it was just it was just i was going nuts i'm over there trying to reload and i can just hear those cameras burning and <laughs> i'm trying to bit of get a new memory card in and that was one of those rookie mistakes that uh <laughs> i've learned from hopefully but um but yeah they got some thing about your personality in 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> right it was all there yeah, it was great. <laughs> but it was one of those moments that it was just like you know because because I made I made such a big mistake, but I was standing there by two awesome dudes that both got some amazing shots of that whole sequence, and it couldn't happen to two better guys. Honestly, I mean it was just one of those 
So, you know, I licked my wounds and got a new card and Gary was kind of show me some photos off the back of his camera. And I was like, oh, yeah, you got it. <laughs> and <laughs> we went ahead and started chasing this other buck and ended up putting a sneak on this other buck and got some really cool photos of him. Um, and it just kind of topped off the evening. I remember we walked we were walking back and there was like a pond and the sun was setting and it was just a beautiful evening. And we were just kind of like, you know, high fiving and. Yeah, what a what better way to meet somebody in the field, right? And I I feel like we've just become like brothers, ever, you know, ever since Absolutely. that day. So. Yeah. And what was so cool about that buck at the end of the day, it was one that we were all trying to track down and hadn't the whole season. That's and right. That evening. That's right. And then we pop, he popped up, and we put the sneak on and yeah. popped off a couple <laughs> of shots, and just a what a way to end it, right? But yep. yeah, that's what it's all about. I'm gonna let Mark jump in here in just a minute and kind of get to you guys' background, but. Just another quick story, and I heard Jason say something that happens every time you shoot with either one of these guys, is they were kind enough to let you look at the back of the camera, and twice. So when we first met, was in uh, Estes, correct? Yep, In Rocky Mountain. And uh, you guys put me on some bulls that were shed in velvet. I'd come up specifically for that. Gary showed me some pictures off the back of his camera <laughs> and uh, you know, we, we went down and had a, a real good shoot that evening. And then the next morning I went back and got basically start to finish the other bull yeah. stripping it off and uh, just had a really good shoot. But then this past fall, a friend of mine, Matt Hartsky and I went to SS also ran into Gary so I see this guy walking across the field and I'm like, look, and he's the only other guy with a, you know, a white bottom goatee like I have. <laughs> what are you saying, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> but again, Gary got a shot uh, while I was coming under this fence. Gary got a shot with this, this light from the kind of hazy, uh, it was smoke, right? Smoke. Yeah. yeah. The, the filter that that smoke creates just gave Gary this magnificent color in this image of this bull that was walking, you know, kind of perpendicular to us, perpendicular to the camera. And that's, you can see that shot on their Instagram also. But Mark hasn't had the pleasure of meeting these guys in the field yet. So I'm, yeah. you're the best guy to dig into background. I think Mark or get us started. I want to thank you for inviting me on this podcast that seems to be focused on antlers <laughs> <laughs> without me having to bring up moose and antlers of any sort. Yeah. I think, guys, there's got to be some kind of DNA link here because when I look at creek bed photography, so what the Instagram feed for people isn't your actual name. It's creek bed. Photography. Is that yep. the yep. whole yep. word, creek bed photography yeah. the link will be in our show notes as it always is you guys seem to also like antlers a little bit just a little bit <laughs> just, just a little bit yeah. good on you you must be great guys how did you <laughs> how did you get into this together and honestly as a as a father's day special couldn't have better guests so this is fantastic Thank you. i love the idea that you guys gel and and do this together when how young were you mitch when you when you started when you picked up a camera who who got each going was it simultaneous or well i was raised on a farm and ranch in northwest kansas and my dad and i and his brothers all of our cousins we hunted everything coons with coon dogs coyotes uh with whippets and greyhounds you name it we hunted it um and my dad decided to get into photography. He just got tired of the, the hunting and all the work as he got older and thought, I'll just pick up a camera. It's really similar to hunting. And, you know, you have something to retain um, after you, after you, uh, you know, find these animals. So I was in eighth grade and he picked me up a camera. And that's what we did together for several years, as well as hunting. Um, I'm an artist by trade, graphic designer and fine artist. And when Mitch got into probably fourth or fifth grade, I could start to see his artistic talents. And 
I started to pick up the camera again just because we needed it at work. It, I really wasn't planning on it anymore. I was kind of done with the photography. And I picked it up, and then he saw saw me uh, whip it out one day, and he's like, hey, let me try that. So, And he's just very savvy with with equipment and has the eye. So, so many questions. So many yeah. questions. <laughs> yeah. So I, I hope you don't mind me asking, is your father still with us? Or? No, he passed okay. away about eight years ago. Yes. Okay. Sorry to hear. But that's that's great that you shared that with him and now share it with your son. It is. And I don't know how you guys figure it out. Whose pictures are posted? It, I, I haven't seen any metadata differences. <laughs> who's Gary's? Who's Mitch's? So whose are they really? Do you guys gel that well together that you just share it? Battles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think... Part of it is I've learned everything I have from him. And so kind of getting that kind of helped me like develop a style similar to his. So I think we shoot very similarly. And so I think that helps. And then every image that we post, we process it together. So. So before you guys put it up, both of you have had your hands on it. Both of you have had your eyes on it. That's correct. Everybody's happy. And some days we'll just walk away from it. We just can't agree on how it's processed or how it looks. So we'll just walk away. You know, it's not worth <laughs> the battle. Yep. You know, <laughs> we're doing this for fun and, and we'll just move on. So I am very happy you guys could do that. If my son and I tried to do that, <laughs> you <have seen>? yeah. <laughs> the battles would end with gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, that's quite a process and an extensive process. When you look at your images, so I know exactly what you're getting in the field because there's been times that I've been beside you, but the, the end product then is something. And I know you, you mentioned you're a graphic designer by trade, Gary, but the end product is something totally different. The processing of your images is just completely on another level, you know, from what a lot of people do. So how much would you say is in-camera versus, you know, you guys both get your eyes, your hands on it uh, in post? Is it 50-50? 80-20? 20-80? I would say it's probably 50-50. Probably a little more on his end now that we've been doing it a few years. Well, that's uh, a nice comment. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not a jab. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he really has the eye for it. He has way right more on. talent than I had at this age. Uh, it, it really is. It's it's pretty phenomenal. But it was five? You said that you got started around five, you gave him a camera? Was that right a minute no, ago? No, it was actually just... Sorry, yeah. I missed that. I'm my... Like, I think only like four years ago. Yeah. Okay. So right. It's right, Sorry. When he's, right when he started picking the camera up, I remember we just took a trip up to the park and we're like, Oh, you know, let's just go see. And then after that, it was every weekend from then to now. So, yep. And now it's kind of one of those, uh, like my son and I, I'm down here shooting and you know, where's, where's Heath? Oh, he's way up the ridge up there. You can probably just still see him. Yep. You know, who's (laughs) got the fresher legs in the crew, right? Exactly. I've learned yeah. to send him on uh, some chases that I'm not willing to go to. Anymore. So, yeah. Well, that's Gary fun. gets around pretty good still, though. He does. Yeah. That was not a knock on Gary. That was just a. <laughs> that was just a pro young legs exactly. point you know, there. You know, it's really cool though to see them work together in the field, and they do. They work together. I mean, you can tell. It's almost like they're communicating without communicating. And they'll just attack different angles. They're watching each other. They're looking what each other's doing. Um, when they're done, they come together and they kind of look at what they got. And they're both, you know, you can hear them over there. Oh yeah, oof, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh that's a good one, you know. And then you're always like, you're always like trying to look over there, like, wow, what they get, what they get, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive to watch them work together. There's that nonverbal communication going on all the time. Yeah, it's it's really the anticipation. You know, it's just like hunting. It's it's figuring out what the animal's going to do. Yeah. I, I think that's what makes or breaks a shot a lot of times is that anticipation. And it's really hard to pull off. But 
I think when you have that that you know hunting background, the artistic background that we have, um, just just helps in that sense. But yeah, and we always talk. It does help. It helps that we're able to work as a team because it it does give us double the options that people are getting when they're shooting by themselves. Because one person can be in one area, one person can be in the other, and we're having a much better chance of being in the right spot at the right time. Yeah. yeah. You know, on, on rare occasions, I've done that with one of my kids or my wife on a trip or a friend. And another way of working together is, I mean, as far as predicting animal behavior, if an animal is looking at me, but I want yeah. more of a profile to have your partner just yeah. rotate around yeah. on a bit of exactly. a circle and then it turns the animal's head and it just gives you all kinds of different options and looks and you can time that just right. And, Absolutely. Cool. It, it makes a difference. Even, you know, if we're shooting with Jason or Ron, I mean, mm-hmm. we can side by side or a few feet apart and we'll post a similar image, but it just has a completely different feel. And that, that's what's fun about it. Right. Well, your, your editing is outstanding. You well, see that? You. you see so many pages and, you know, a lot of professionals do a fantastic job of post work on their photography. Yeah. But from start to finish, whenever it's a creek bed shot, I, I can tell it's yours. Well, and yeah, it's, it, great work on that. So I know Ron's brought it up in, at some point. I mean, not to jump into it. Love to hear some of that process, what, what you're willing to share sure. with the audience. No oh, pressure yeah. on that. Well, it's, it's, it's always exciting after you get done with the shoot to go home and you, you have that one or two image. The one of the images that you've shot that you just cannot wait to look at. And oh, you mean photos. you mean like a buck swimming right at you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. And not just swimming, but in panic mode. And, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But more often than not, you know, several months later, we'll go back through that same shoot and we really missed out on some that were even better because um, we just, you know, overlook it yeah but yeah our process is just all over the board it really is i mean we'll scan through sometimes we go to an image that we know we got and we just won't stop until we get that image exactly how we want Great. so yeah, yeah a lot of patience yeah. on that end too yeah, yeah and you've said that i'm glad you brought that up because give us an idea just a rough idea sure. i mean you guys if you're willing to right sure, sure. Oh, yeah. but yep. I don't think people have an appreciation for what it takes to come up with an end product that you guys create. I mean, and it is art and it is a creation and, and I will just throw in here too, because it fits, but you guys have a real knack for capturing those precise moments when the critters doing just that real cool, unique behavior. And it's just a different look than you're used to seeing for most people. But then like, again, like I said, the end product is just, you know, stellar. There's nobody, that looks at your images and doesn't go, wow, you know? So Thank you. just if you're willing to give us a little bit of an idea of, you know, not the details of your editing process, but maybe, you know, kind of what the thought process is, how long does it take you? How long will you spend on a pro on an, on an image on average, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, I guess first off, so we import all the images and then we edit everything in Lightroom and then do fine tuning in Photoshop. But and like he said, we, you know, typically we have images in mind that we want to look at. Um, but a lot of times you see those images and they're not what you expected and the ones you didn't know, those are the ones you really like. <laughs> but so we'll go through and typically we find like the first image that really is like, yeah, that one, that's the one we want to do. And it kind of depends on time, but I would say on average we spend – at least over an hour yeah <clears throat> on each image yeah wow so yeah and, and that's and what's on the what's on the long end then mitch i just gotta say say see guys now i don't feel so badly <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're still working on the import process after an hour oh come on come on <laughs> uh, yeah. well i'd say probably the longest we've spent on an image is four hours four hours yeah yeah, you, know, you just have some <clears throat> that you just cannot dial in, and it's so frustrating. You know, as a photographer, you, you just you know in your mind what it you what you want it to look like, and it should look that way, but 
Yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And a lot of it is, you know, you're looking at it and there might be an image just before or just after it that will dial in just fine. But it's just that one particular image that just has something a little bit different. And so we try to do whatever we can to make that image work. So instead of just, or, you know, even in, sometimes we get, you know, like cool behavior in harsh conditions. So like harsh lighting, but they're just doing something really cool. And rather than just like throw the image away because it's not exactly what we want, we'll play with it and play with it until we get it to a point where we think that it looks good. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, I'm sure you've been there where you've, uh, I know I have, I get there all the time, but I'll really try to make an image something that maybe it's not, right? Yeah, uh, sure. And, and, and you try and you try and you struggle and there's been times before where I've just had to just bag it and it's just not going to work, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's good to hear that you guys so are. Human. Styles and, <laughs> and and we know the pain. Yep. I mean, your, your style is what has pushed us yep. to where we're at, actually. So That's uh, funny. Well, that's fun. I, I mean, it's awesome. I love this this whole. We've talked about it many times before, but I think we all push each other. You know, we all challenge each other. We see something, somebody comes up with, and we're like, "Oh man, that's that's amazing." And there's just a little bit of maybe jealousy or envy, but that's it's true. but you're still super happy for him. But you're like, "Okay, now I gotta you know I gotta step up my game. I gotta figure it out, right?" And it's yeah. it is fun. It's fun to just kind of be a little bit competitive, but in a friendly way. It's good healthy competition between yeah. everybody, and really. it's like. It's not so much as like, uh, you know, angry or upset, like, oh, they got it, I did it. But man, no. you look at it and you're like, holy cow, like, where was I when that happened? Or, you know, how, <laughs> and then you just have to push yourself and then, and then you see those images and then you want to get one and they inspire you. You don't want to copy it. And so then you try to get an image similar and put your own twist on it. And, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and, the, and the worst ones are when you're shooting right next to you. Yep. <laughs> and you know you were there and yep. you see the image and you're like and you're looking through yours going, What what the heck? It's <laughs> not there. What the heck? Yep. How did I miss that? Yeah. Well, you'll spend three hours on an image and somebody will post the same one just raw out of the camera and it's just as great. Yeah. It's like why, why why did we spend so much time on it? You know. So it's it's fun. and really we challenge ourselves more than anything and just love this field. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, you guys could probably put together some videos on editing processes and stuff and might have an additional, um, you know, revenue stream to consider. But I might I might be your first customer. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, only, if only there was an easy way to do it, right? Yeah. Oh, there he is. We there can is. talk. We'll <laughs> <laughs> we will hook you right up with that. <laughs> That's right. So a couple of images that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I think it was Mitch. It was yours and, and your girlfriend's. So I have a question about that. Okay. Young love. We got... <laughs> Was she a photographer before you guys met or did you kind of give her the bug? A little bit of both. So she did like enjoy photography, but was never like truly like into it. But, you know, she liked capturing stuff on her phone and stuff like that. Just things that she's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. She take photos of. But then like as soon as like we got together and then she photoed or she came with me and dad a lot of times photographing without a camera and just cause she enjoyed it. And especially elk. She loves, loves being around the elk. And so then she's like, it kind of caught me out of the blue. Cause you know, I never wanted to push her to do it, but it came out of the blue and she's like, I'm going to go get a camera. And so she did, she got, <clears throat> she got herself a camera and a lens. And then after that, she just, man, she absolutely loves it. So, yeah. So you guys both got some of the, it, it was one of the neatest interactions. You know, Mark always talks about the megafauna. It was one of the neatest megafauna interactions that I've ever seen uh, with the mountain goat and the elk and velvet. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that encounter. Well, we had been up there a couple times, a couple different days and we just weren't having like any luck at all. Just could not find bulls or they weren't in a spot we could photograph them. And so it was getting kind of later in the evening. 
um, w- one of the last nights and we're sitting there and we're up on top and we see this little five point velvet bowl. And we're like, we got nothing else better to do. Let's go follow him. <laughs> Cause I mean, as you guys know, usually if there's one, there's multiple that time of year, usually they're hanging out multiple bowls. So we're like, you know, maybe he's walking over and he'll group up with some bowls. Well, <clears throat> we're sitting there and neither of us were really in the mood to do it. We're like, oh, whatever, nothing else is happening. Let's go try it. And so we go and we kind of get up over this hill and then we see him and he's walking, walking, walking. And we're following him. And all of a sudden he just stops, just, just like crazy, just is walking and just stops right away. We're like, that's kind of weird. And he's sitting there just staring down the hill. And we're like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? And then we keep walking. He sees us, turns around, looks for like half a second, doesn't pay us any attention and goes back to looking. And we're like, man, he's looking at something down there. Like, what is it? And so we're getting closer and we're getting up and we get to where we can see over the hill. And that little young Billy's hanging out down there. And so he's sitting there just confused. Like he didn't know what the heck he's looking at. (laughs) And it was funny because we had actually seen that goat the week before, but couldn't get any images of him. So we're like, Oh man, like this is awesome. We kind of ditched the bowl and we're like, we're just going to go get some mountain goat photos. And so we were going down there to get photos of the goat. And all of a sudden this bull like starts walking over to him. We're like, Oh, you know, this could be kind of cool getting them, you know, both together, feeding together. And then all of a sudden they started playing around with each other and that little five point bull was chasing him around. And that young Billy was bucking and just running around and they were just chasing each other back and forth. And it was pretty fun to watch. Oh, the, just seeing the images when the first one came across, I think it was your feed. Um, the first image I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard it, to believe. It, it mean, was, yeah. it was, it was incredible. And the behavior, cause it was when the, the Billy was kind of, I, I think he was up on his hind feet. Yep. Uh, the yep. first one that you posted. Yep. And you guys need to go look through Creek beds feed and, and find that image because it, it is definitely one of the neater megafauna encounters that i've seen ever it was crazy i mean and even us photographing it a lot of the time we just had to like set the camera down and just watch it because it was like what is happening and so that made it really fun and what was also pretty cool is it was just me and her and so we were the only ones there photographing it and then towards the end of it another family came down and they had no idea they were there they just decided to go on a walk and they came over and saw it and they were like the nicest people in the world. And they were more enthused than we were. It seemed like just like, what, like, this is crazy. And so it was, you know, we always talk, it's fun sharing experiences with other photographers, but also it's fun sometimes when you just get to experience them yourself. And this mm-hmm. is one of those times where it was just me and her. And that was one of her first times out with a camera. And so I think <laughs> for her, like that, like so that got her it. hooked. Mm-hmm. So, couldn't happen at a better time yeah probably solidified you taking her out with her camera too yep <laughs> yep that's for sure mark's got a mark's got a friend like that that in uh he's a biologist up in alberta okay. and uh what do you call him mark lucky luke yes he's welcome luke and he, we're overdue for a trip buddy <laughs> so so, so- Taylor's page, sorry, real quick, because we've been talking about Taylor. Her name's Taylor, right? Right. Yep, Taylor. And her photography page is Rugged Images, Rugged Dot Images. Yep. So, so how long has she been photographing? Then just about a year. Not even, not even a year. Not no, even a year since year. last September or last yeah, July. Like last August, I think. August. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it's really fun. She's got sixty five posts on there, and it's fun <laughs> to see. There's a little bit of your guys' style and influence in there for sure. Yeah. But uh, which I would expect, right? But it's uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy to see how quick she's come along, and she just posted some turkey images not too long ago that were pretty, pretty cool. So, and there's actually the one with the mountain goat and the bull there that she posted not too long ago. So you could go check hers out too. But. And that's what's cool is like, she's like not like she loves going out with me, but she's also not relying on it. 
So she's gone out a ton on her own and just gotten some phenomenal images. Yeah. So that's been really cool to watch and just watch her do it on her own and kind of figure it out herself as well. So that's really cool. Yeah. You got to give her wings and let her go, right? To see if she's a keeper. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a keeper. Yep. She's definitely yeah. a keeper. That's for sure. <laughs> she's a good luck charm for sure too. That's yeah, she, she is. is. I don't think I've had a bad day out when she's there. So. <laughs> <laughs> shoot so i don't know if that qualifies but we totally skipped the question at the beginning um what is your i mean you guys have both had a lifetime of outdoor experiences what's your favorite oh gosh um well we so we had a bonus this time we get one from each of you yeah <laughs> that's, that's true oh, that that whole mountain goat was pretty cool that was just something that was like you'd never expect and you know you'll never see again um that was probably one of my favorite like photography outdoor moments and then i'd say hmm, honestly some of my favorite and i don't know if this i guess this would kind of qualify as outdoor moments but like going to and from the spots with dad is like that's some of my favorite things is just and when we're out in the field it's great and i love that too but just like driving to and from and just talking and getting to hang out that's probably some of my favorite and probably always will be yep <clears throat> agree you're gonna choke me up buddy <laughs> yeah for sure you know all about it <clears throat> i do yeah. yeah it is great i mean we just i just can't wait till the weekend to just yep. hop in the car get our coffee turn on some tunes we both we're both very similar music style and you know the bonus is seeing animals and seeing our friends yeah so uh, photography moment um wow that's hard probably uh probably the shedding of the the bull elk I, I it's just a feeling you just never i've never experienced it I'd never really even seen any photographs of it. And so to watch that unfold in front of you, it's, it's an amazing moment in nature, you know? Yeah. yeah. I have to say that the time that you guys allowed me to share with you and to, to go back in the morning, and kind of get that full 24 hour yep. time yeah. frame because that's about it. I mean, what we were oh, there yeah. when that bull started. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was with there. you guys. Yeah. yeah, he still had a full had full velvet, and then he just, I mean, it, it was just on. He just, just started itching, yeah, and bolt goes off, and he just walks over to Willows and just starts going at it. Yep. Yeah, I remember we were we were sitting there talking, and because that one bull was almost completely shredded off. Yeah. And he was sitting there, and, and he still had some hanging down, but he was pretty shredded off. And then we're sitting there. And, he wasn't in a very good spot to photograph. And so we're sitting there photographing the guy in full, like pristine velvet. We're like, man, how cool would it be if you just started to go at it? Like, come on, dude. And we're just watching as the lights going away and lights going away. We're like, come on, just do it. And then all of a sudden out of the blue just went. Nuts. He just flipped the switch and Gary got, I was, <laughs> I was videoing. Yeah. Gary got a crazy image of that bull. I got, video clip of the same thing when he turned his head and you know for those of you that aren't familiar with antlered animals that velvet the the blood vessels that go up and, and make the little squiggly lines in the actual antler that's what's mm -hmm. taking the nutrients up up the antler and when they shed that velvet there's still blood vessels in there and he kind of bled down one side of his face and gary you got a crazy still of that and I, I got the, you know, when he turned and looked on, on the video clip, I also got a clip of Mitch <laughs> when I was oh, kind of gosh. filming it with my phone. Yeah, I've got that. We'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was filming it with my phone. I look over and Mitch has got the biggest grin on his face, just ear to ear. Uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Pretty epic. Yep. Yeah, that was, and that was another one where, like we just had a few images in mind and like did those and went and went back through and we're like, holy crap, like we missed quite a few, but that was just an amazing experience. Yeah. For sure. And I, I greatly appreciate you letting me share in that. 
Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. what makes it fun. It yeah. does. Yep, for sure. Go so ahead, what are you Raycroft. Guys using for for cameras these days? Sony A7R3 and Sony A7R4. Have you been Sony for the past few years then, or yeah, how long has that been? Yeah, mm-hmm. we started Sony. I, I was Canon when I grew up, but switched to Sony just mainly because it worked the best for what we're doing in our, our video and graphic design world. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. And then we're primarily shooting with the 200 to 600 millimeter and the 100 to 400 millimeter. Sure. Yep. Nothing like a zoom for that, for charismatic megafauna, right? I mean, <laughs> yep. shot prime for years, but it's, it's so hard to think about going back. There's so much variety you can get in one scene, one setting. It really is. Very cool. It's all about the prime, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be our, our, our weekly podcast theme, Jason and I. Right? I know. That's off to you, buddy. I like the primes, too. I just, I'm teasing. You know that. No, I know it. I know it. I'm running with it. <laughs> so I think you were you were photographing with a seventy to two hundred when we were down in the willows on those bulls, weren't yes. you? I think that's right. Yeah, I was because yeah, it was because it, it was getting so dark. It was and dark and a little rain. tighter. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just needed that that faster lens. So so I've been looking, been cheating a little bit. So for those who want to go and get a quick look, they posted it on June nineteenth. And the image that Ron is referring to, uh, and it's probably one of my all-time favorite velvet bull images, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank it's incredible. You. Yep. Better to be lucky than good, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's better to be both. Yeah. You guys are so lucky, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> well, we are. <laughs> so where does it go from here? I don't know. Uh, yeah. We're just enjoying what I enjoy is meet enjoy is meeting the new people every year. Yep. You know, and, and seeing the guys and gals that we've shot with the previous year. So yeah, I'm at that age where it, it's really about the people and the experiences, you know, the, the photograph is a bonus and, and watching him develop and, and, uh, Taylor, seeing those two now take the reins and they're out more than I am. And it's, I just can't wait for them to get back and see what they've captured and hear the stories. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's just kind of doing the same thing. You know, I don't think we really have a plan to make it a business, but just kind of doing it because we enjoy it and love being out there and love meeting new people and just doing it for the fun of it. Yeah. So that's a good question because, and this is repeat information. We talk about it a lot, but the most often asked question that we get is how do you, I mean, how do I become a professional photographer? Yeah. And you guys are talking about spending at least an hour on every image that you take. And obviously that's not just the ones that you post, but sometimes up to four hours. And then, you know, you've got, like you just said, no plans on making it a business. Yeah. What do it's, you do with your images? I'm sure that several of them are highly sought after. Not really. No, no, we just archive them and yep. we love to share them. Um, we've thought about taking it more as a business. We'd love to. Um, if things would open up a little bit more, we'd love to do juried shows uh, just for that experience. Um, it's kind of fun to see what would happen there. We have, I have a buddy that that does that and does quite well. And uh, there again, you know, you're sleeping out of a van or in tents and keeping it on the cheap and meeting new people. So that's what I would love to do just for a different experience. But every time we start talking about a business, it, it just gets you get in the weeds and there, there's so many ways to do it. Some it's, it's really leg work and pushing it and being on different forums and your social media. And it's just not me, you know, but. Um, yeah. 
There's something to be said for that. You know, I had a, a great friend from the Pacific Northwest that did a couple of remote Alaska trips with me, and he was financially independent, and he just loved to photograph, yeah. and he didn't need to sell yeah. at all. He just wanted to be out there, and he he often said to me, you know, he he felt sorry for the pros out there because <laughs> he could see the hunger, the yeah. drive, yeah. the need, the pressure yeah. to make a trip profitable, hopefully, mm -hmm. right? That's the objective, yep. relying on his income. So yep. he, there's something to be said for people who can go out and not look at it as mm -hmm. the necessity to make revenue, yeah. but purely enjoy it for all those other attributes like yep. you guys are doing. So I, I have to say, I, you know, I admire and, and envy that state and, and that pure enjoyment of that. And, and it's why, you know, sometimes we don't need to do something different for what's next because True. we're just having so much fun with these seasonal cycles already yeah. the friendships that we've developed that we revisit year after year the animals that we may see you know when it comes to these species you might see those bulls for five six years at maturity and get to follow them through their lives and that adventure along with them it's just that's enough just to be there and really take it in that that's a full plate of enjoyment and and the camaraderie with with like like-minded people yeah. so I, I get where so many people are hungry to make make money off images but i think it's really cool and refreshing yeah. when the opportunity is there and that's not a requirement mm -hmm. to hear the focus is actually even more so often on the enjoyment part of it yeah not as much pressure that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we've learned a lot of that from Jason, just watching him is he's as passionate as they come about getting an image and the right image and the right opportunity. And we, and we see it and we see his frustration. We see his joy and we see that in other photographers as well, but being around Jason, we've seen that more, but we've also learned how he can deescalate quickly and go, Oh, well, you know, it is what it is. Move on to the next one. So, and that's important. If, if you can't do that, then it really doesn't become fun anymore yep. at all. And it is, it's like, it's hard because a lot of times you are pushing yourself, whether you're making money or not, is that like, there's that shot you want. And every time you're out, you just want to get at least one killer shot. And so a lot of times it is hard you know, you're pushing yourself really hard to try to get the image. And sometimes you just have to take a step back and be like, okay, we need to remember why we're doing this. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's well said, Mitch, because I, I think a lot of people are in the same boat. Just don't push it. You know, Mark says it often, Mike says it often when you're talking to people about becoming a professional photographer it's years worth of images before anybody really even wants to talk to you, um, you know, about stock photography and just taking us taking that step back and realizing, you know, what got you in this for the first, in the first place and, and just enjoy it. I think that's, that's very well said. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it, Jason. I was just going to say, it's funny you guys said that. And I think I shared a story about it this week. Um, there's a photographer, he's a Nat Geo photographer that I follow. His name's Chamilton James, um, Charlie Hamilton James. He's a Nat Geo guy. Um, and I've always just liked his work and his attitude. He's a really fun, funny guy that likes to have fun. But he's doing a blog now, or a, I'm sorry, he's doing a, a newsletter. And he just posted one that's called Photography, a Health Warning. And he's actually talking about this very thing, right, about how we – we do what we do because we love it so much and we love those experiences. And then we spend 90% of our time living through a viewfinder and not actually living those experiences in those moments. Yeah. And it's, it's really hit me. Like I I'm definitely that way. I've been aware of that, but I've always tried to try to take some time. And you guys mentioned it on the goat thing where you just stop shooting for a little bit and just enjoyed the experience. Right. I can tell I you mean, it a whole lot more because it yeah. seems like, you go back and you try to like relive what you were going through and what you remember is the images you took. Like yeah. that's when you try to remember that experience, what you remember is the images. You don't remember the actual experience yeah. of what you were seeing. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a you want to talk about a pro tip right there, guys. That's a you guys just gave us another one of our best pro tips. I think it really does pay to just, you know, take your eye out of the viewfinder for a little bit and make sure you're actually having some of these experiences for yourself too. So oh yeah, we we would there's many experiences we would go back and trade the experience over the photos that we got for sure. There's many experiences that I've had that I wish I would have created the experience for the photos. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, so the first first time I went to Alaska to photograph coastal brown bears, I mean, that was a lifelong dream, right? And I get up there and I'm so frustrated because every time I would take my eye away from the viewfinder to enjoy the experience, stinking bears would stand up. Uh By the time I got my eye back on the viewfinder, they were back down again. You know, the sows stand up looking to see where the boars are. Keep, do I need to get the cubs out of here now or do we have time to feed or, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, for a couple of days, it, it was frustrating. And then it was just like, dude, you are in Alaska and you, <laughs> you're in some of the most beautiful country on the planet. Yep. And you've got bears just right here. You just took a 30 minute nap out in the middle of a, sedge flat with 15 brown bears all around you yeah. you're having the time of your life so yeah. just enjoy it and i there's so much to be said for that comment so i gotta agree with you know with jason that was that was probably one of the better pro tips we've had and every season you you have in your mind what you're going to go after what you want to accomplish what events you hope unfold and they never do. For instance, last year with the fires. I mean, yeah. we all had to adjust. And I remember specifically Jason saying, well, I guess we're going to have to do a little more environmental type stuff this year. <laughs> yeah. and it really does stretch you um, on what to do and lenses and think differently. you got to think more composition and, and light. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was some of those experiences we had. Um, you know, I really do. I and I've said this. I mean, I've met some of the best people and my best friends in my life now through this this passion of ours. And um, it really is fun to just be out there. I mean, I there's one shoot in particular. I know that it was just me, you, Mitch, and my son. Yeah. And we we had a great encounter with the target bull, and it was just during the fire, so the sky was filtered like Ron was talking about, and. Um, I can remember just chilling there in the grass with the four of us and just yep. kind of like just just re- just reflecting on how amazing it was and how lucky we were to be there and how just, you know, just it's just those moments like that are just so rare and so uh, few and far between that they're just priceless. But yeah. they really are. That's for sure. They're getting harder <clears throat> and harder to come by. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> well, I for one appreciate you guys coming on especially father's day you know mark and jason and i are all three fathers we all three have have sons and uh and daughters and but i think that time that you get with your kids in the field is is enjoyable and to see you guys out there and to see your passion for it to see how well you work together is is inspiring to me and that's when jason and i were kind of thinking through uh we had talked about this actually earlier this spring getting you guys on mm-hmm. and uh i said man we we got to do it father's day mm-hmm. because i you know just your relationship is is inspiring to so many people and i hope that others will take the time to to get their their kids out there or get a kid out there Right. You know, that doesn't have a, a parent that that does that kind of thing. The separation we have from the natural world as a society, I think, is what's led us to a lot of the problems that we have right now. I think Absolutely. if we get back to nature and get back to the enjoyment of nature, you know, so if you don't have a child, be a mentor and, and yeah. get some kids out there and, and teach them a little bit about what you've been blessed to have been taught at, at some point in your life. And so I thank you guys very much for coming on. I just want to get out, get that out there. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell everybody, my dad's my best friend. 
I wouldn't trade all the experiences we mm -hmm. have for the world. Yeah. So it means a lot that you guys had us on for Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't doubt that sincerity in that for a second. Nope. You should be proud, Gary. Oh, I am. <laughs> Got to pinch myself every day. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mark? Well, keep living the good life, guys. Hope to meet you in the field. Yes. yes. This is well, no kid. As soon as we can get you out of Canada. It's getting close, my friend. I can leave. I just have to quarantine for two weeks if I come back. When you come so back. It's a matter of timing that or seeing when they relax that. But the uh, calendar is I've got special things marked off, hoping it, it can happen and yeah. perhaps cross paths with, with you with you guys as well. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for sharing some of the stories and some of your tips and perspective. Appreciate and for it. being on the show. Yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you, you guys. guys. Means a lot to us. For wearing the hat, Gary. For wearing the hat. <laughs> <laughs> this is an audio podcast, but Gary's sporting the wild and exposed hat, and I know Mitch has got one too. So, yeah, I'm slide. Slide. <laughs> you know what, though, real quick, uh, Gary just uh, Gary doesn't just wear that for, for the show. Every time I see Gary in the field, he's wearing that hat. Five days a week, I wear it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate it, guys. Oh, it's been fun. Great hearing your stories. Yes. We'll keep in touch. Check out Creek Bed Photography on Instagram. You can find links on today's show notes at wildandexposed.com with some of the highlight images as well and any other links that we'll put up for the guys. You can find more of our work through the website. There's lots on there, Old older podcasts. There's all kinds of uh, opportunities to scroll back to other storylines from the past other guests that we've had. The shop is on there. For those of you like our buddies, Mitch and Gary, that have bought hats to support the effort at Wild and Exposed, thank you to those listeners. You can also see our work on YouTube. Lots on the channel. That continues to evolve. When my brothers and I get in the field together soon, there'll be much more YouTube content coming. We can't wait to take people along with us for those adventures through that channel as well. So hook up with that. Go to YouTube, Wild and Exposed Podcast. Make sure to follow, subscribe, give us a positive review because all of those things help us with the audio, podcasts, and the YouTube channel to gain traction. Until next time, you've been listening to Wild and Exposed Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Wild and Exposed podcast. If you haven't yet, please give us a rating and a review. And make sure you're subscribed so that you'll get every episode we produce as soon as we drop it. And as always, thanks for tuning in. We're gonna make it someday. Nothing's gonna get in our way. We will be the biggest band in town. Mm -mm. Round and round the world we'll go.